Pinagpalang araw, mga kapatid. Salamat at kasama namin kayo at magkakasakasama tayo sa isa pang Sunday online worship service. We are making the most of these times that God has given us. This may be extraordinary times, but the grace of the Lord is as extraordinary as well. Palaging puspos ang mga anak ng Diyos. Because we know, whenever the children of the Lord decide on moments like this, in moments like this, to just unite in heart and in faith, the Holy Spirit comes upon our midst. And so we declare that even right now, right in the midst of your beautiful homes, in the comfort of your bedrooms as you are watching, as you are joining us online, the presence of the Lord is upon you. If you have been tuning in for the last few Sundays now, we are in the third Sunday of January, and this is now the third installment of our sermon series entitled, Far From the Shallow. We have decided na merong benefit na ibinibigay sa atin ang extraordinary moments nito. That is that the Lord is taking us from the shallows into the deep. Ayan ng Panginoon na tayo manatiling mga uh, paslit or mga musmus sa kanyang kaharian. The Lord wants us to grow from glory unto glory. And so last Sunday, we talked about the obedience of faith. How faith is the one that fosters obedience in the children or amongst the children of God and how God is so pleased. Kung nilalaki pan natin ng pagsunod at pagtalima ang ating professions of faith. Na hindi lamang siya lip service because as we have been noticing in our lives, in our society, talk can be so cheap. A person can say one thing and, ex- and do exactly the opposite of what he just declared. But for believers and for the disciples of Jesus, wherever your faith is, your obedience follows. And today also marks day number eight of our community fasting and prayer. Sa mga kapatid, na sumasabay mag-ayuno to fast before the Lord to give up one meal two meals or a few days just so we can have this time na hindi po hampered by all our concerns about preparation of food I'm sure that after one week of fasting and prayer the Lord has already been showing you so many breakthroughs spiritually so that we will be so convinced that in your daily devotions, mas lalong nangungusap, mas lalong nagiging malinaw ang pagkausap sa atin ng Diyos. Samahan tayo ni Lord sa mga natitira pang araw because we're going to end our fasting on January 30, just in time for our Vision Sunday on January 31. So today, if you have your Bibles, let's dive right in to the preaching of the Word of the Lord. If you have your Bibles, please now open your Bibles to the Gospel of Matthew. I trust that even in our online services, hindi tayo tinatamad to have the Bibles right beside us. So mga mamis, mga daddies, make sure that even our children, they grow in love with the Word of God in the passing of moments. And today, we will preach from the 13th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Let's start with verse 1. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it, while all the people stood on the shore. And then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, And the birds came and ate it up. Verse 5. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop 
160 or 30 times what was sown. Verse 9, he who has ears, let him hear. The disciples came to him and asked, why do you speak to the people in parables? Jesus replied, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. Mga kapatid, I have entitled this installment of our sermon series, A Heart That Hears. A Heart That Hears. Para sa akin, ang core verse ng ating binasang parable ni Jesus Christ sa Matthew chapter 13, you will find it in verse 14 of that same chapter. Kakabasa lang po natin a while ago. Verse 9, if I may correct myself. The Lord says in verse 9, He who has ears, let him hear. Yan po palagi ang admonition ng Panginoon. Na kung ikaw ay binigyan ng Panginoon ng regalo ng pandinig, sana nga po ay marinig natin kung ano ang gustong iparinig sa atin ng banal na spirito. One of the most famous songs of my generation. It's entitled, Sound of Silence. And the lyrics would go, people go on talking without speaking. People hearing without listening. Meron pa lang pagkakaiba yung akala mo nagbibigay siya ng atensyon, nakatingin naman sa, nakatingin naman sa mata mo pag ikaw nagsasalita. Pero pag pinaulit mo sa kanya kung ano ang sinabi mo sa kanya, blanco. Many people, they have ears to hear, but they don't have hearts that listen. And that's why, in all the many other verses in the Bible, God would always exhort the believers. What is the Spirit saying to the church? Let him who has ears, let him hear. And so when the disciples went to Jesus, and Jesus said, and they asked the Lord, Lord, why is it that whenever you talk to people, you make use of parables? Teaching via parables was kind of new to the people in the time of Jesus because they were so used to straightforward exposition of every page of the scripture. They were used to their rabbis, the teachers of the law, who would open up the scrolls Sabbath day after Sabbath day, and they would read from the Word and try to exposit on it. And that's a very good discipline in preaching, by the way. But when Jesus started His preaching ministry, Jesus made sure that the Word of God will reach even those that are not scholars in the Hebraic Scriptures. Jesus made sure that the avenue is open to everyone. And that no one will come up with an excuse na kesyo hindi naman siya aral sa mga pahina ng Bible and therefore meron siyang excuse not to be able to understand. The Lord would reduce kingdom lessons to parables. But the, the question was still asked, why is it, Lord, that you make use of parables? And Jesus would say, as we have read a while ago, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you and not to them. Ibig sabihin, there is a veil that God puts on His teachings so that only the discerning shall be able to listen, to hear, to discern what is really being taught. Because Jesus knew the very hearts of men, how addicted some could be to dialectical expositions, to debates and endless arguments. But when Jesus would tell of parables, dito yung tinasasabing what separates men from the boys. Those that are seeking and hungry and really desirous to get the most of the messages of the Lord, 
they will hear it. They will perceive it. But others, if for them, opening the scriptures is nothing but an intellectual ascent. Alam mo na, pampadagdag lang sa kanilang kaalaman. Para meron silang ibabatong mga scripture at verses sa mga taong hindi naman nila kapwa mananampalataya. Then the Lord says, you can be so at it, and yet, you have missed out altogether the meat of what I'm trying to teach you. And so I pray that today, as we have opened the scriptures, we truly will have hearts that hear. Shall we pray? Panginoon, on this third installment, at the time, Lord, when the whole church is into prayer and fasting, we pray, Lord, that we will truly have hearts that hear your voice. We pray, Holy Spirit, that our hearts remain yielded and open to the counsel of the Lord. And today, Lord, speak to us in ways only you can, so that by the power of your anointing, by your sweet presence, by the unction that you give upon us, our hearts will receive the richness of your word. And today, transformation will begin in the lives of many. This is a prayer in the name of Jesus. Everyone will say, Amen. Just to give context, mga kapatid, sa ating pag-uusapan ngayong araw. Matthew chapter 9, if you flip a few chapters before our main text today, in Matthew chapter 9, you'll see that the Lord's ministry is now in full blast. Full swing na ang ministry ng ating Panginoong Jesus. Miraculous signs accompanied Him everywhere. As Jesus, as Jesus would open His mouth, the paralytic, the blind, the bleeding woman, the lame, the mute, even the dead girl was roused back to life, was raised back to life. And because of this, multitudes upon multitudes were now following every footsteps of Jesus, every footstep of Jesus, for who wouldn't want to behold the spectacular and the miraculous? Matthew chapter 10, you will see there a key story, a key narrative about the commissioning of the twelve. How the Lord would now send the 12 apostles, the 12 disciples, to do that which Jesus is doing. Sila na ngayon ang mga leaders in training. So humayo kayo, palayasin ang mga jablo, lay hands on the sick, declare and preach the gospel of the kingdom. But the Lord did this complete with warnings, how they would be rejected, how they would not always be welcome in the houses of people that they would be visiting how there was even a prospect of arrest, how even their own families could turn against them. But the Lord assuaged their emotions, their hearts by saying, but whoever receives you as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. In Matthew 11, something pivotal happened. This was the imprisonment of John the Baptist, the one that goes before Jesus has now been ordered by King Herod to be thrown to prison and by the kwentuhan ng buong Jerusalem, ng buong Galilee, there was a big chance that John the Baptist was nearing his end. And so this is also the chapter where you would find John the Baptist sending an emissary to Jesus Christ. The one who declared is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. But John the Baptist in the moment of Discouragement sent somebody to ask Jesus, are you really the one or should we expect someone else? Matthew chapter 12 is a part of the scriptures when Jesus was now assailed, frontal attack ng mga Pharisees. When Jesus was doing his healing ministry, the Pharisees said, oh, it is by the prince of demons that he is able to cast out demons. And that's where the Lord says, you just committed an unforgivable sin by insulting the Holy Spirit. This is also the chapter in Matthew chapter 12 where it is recorded that when Jesus was in the midst of his teaching ministry, his family, his mother, his brothers, and his sisters interrupted the meeting because they wanted to talk to Jesus. And if you are familiar with Mark chapter 3 verse 21, a parallel synoptic gospel, 
it reveals the very reason why sinusundo siya ng kanyang pamilya. Because even his own family members thought that Jesus was going out of his mind. That he was losing it. And so Jesus turned around in the very last few verses of Matthew chapter 12. He says, who is my mother? Who is my brother? Who is my sister? He that does the will of my Father in heaven. He is my brother. She is my sister. She is my mother. In other words, people that have hearts to hear. That when the going gets rough, when push comes to a show, when pressure mounts, will you still believe in Jesus? Or will your hearts now turn calloused and reject altogether what Jesus is teaching or who Jesus is in your life? And that's why the Lord will now quote Isaiah, Matthew 13, verse 14. To this unbelieving generation, to these people that are now returning insults for all the goodness that Jesus has been showing them, Jesus would say, in them, in these people, is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. That you will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears. And they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn and I would heal them. But Jesus would say, but blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. I pray, my friends, that you still remember one of the sermons of Pastor Sam Sade. I don't know which year he, he preached this, but sobra siyang tumimu sa akin puso. Because Pastor Sam, of all our pastors, he has this, uh, what do you call this, uh, moments when he would just blurt out all of this profound eloquence and that cements concepts in our hearts. Pastor Sam, in one of his sermons, would say, there's a big difference between progressive spiritual atrophy and consecutive spiritual assimilation. I just want you to look at the screen a little bit longer. Say it again. Progressive spiritual atrophy versus consecutive spiritual assimilation. Kung nananosblid ka, pakitek si Pastor Sam sa ngayon para ipaliwanag niyo sa'yo. In other words, malaking pagkakaiba, sabi ni Pastor Sam, ng mga tao na they have received the Word of God and yet they have insisted on their unbelief. They have insisted on their own ways of seeing things and they reject the truth they reject the gospel that is presented to them. And because of that, it causes progressive spiritual atrophy. Mangunguluntoy. Masasaid. Manunuyot ang yung kaluluwa. In other words. Or, people can hear the parable and immediately you can respond to the truth and put your trust in Jesus. And the more you believe, the more you grow. And that's probably what Pastor Sam meant by consecutive spiritual assimilation. Now, if we are to grow in the Lord, we have to understand that in Matthew chapter 13, verse 11, the Lord would underscore this, that whenever He teaches and whenever He exposes, exposes the truth via parables, He says that the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven is being given to you, but not to them. Why don't you underscore these words, secrets of the kingdom of heaven? Merong mga secreto from until the time the concept of the kingdom of heaven remained a mystery for many people. For many Jewish people, the concept of the kingdom of heaven is nothing short of the physical kingdom being established in their midst. And that's why their conception of what the Messiah should be. He should be a man of war, a man of violence, a man of conflict. So that he could overturn this status quo and make the Jewish people the ones in the ruling class. And the Roman, the Roman invaders the ones underneath their feet. 
But Jesus did not present himself as that kind of Messiah. But in Jesus' teachings, he started revealing the secrets of the kingdom. And here is one secret that God has revealed to them and yes, to us. That God honors the good-soiled heart of the one who has ears to hear. Pinagpapala ng Diyos ang taong merong pusong nakaririnig ng tunay na mensahe ng kaharian ng Diyos. And so let's go and dive into this parable that we have read. In this parable, it is easy to understand and to pinpoint that the sower, the farmer here, is our Lord Jesus. But by extension, the sower or the farmer can also be reflected upon every person or every minister or every disciple of the Lord that preaches and shares the word of God. Kung ikaw ay naghahasik ng salita ng Diyos, you could be the sower. And the life-giving force is in the seed. And the seed that is being sown into the hearts of people responds to the quality of soil that it finds itself in. But the message is the message of the kingdom of God. It is the gospel of our Lord Jesus, the gospel of repentance, the gospel of declaring Jesus as Savior and King, the gospel of the kingdom that is now in the hearts of all true Christians and the kingdom that will soon be a reality when the second coming of the Lord happens in our midst. I just like to make the clarification that no person can have a part in God's kingdom until that person is born of the Spirit of God. Hanggat hindi muling isinisilang ang yung Spirito sa kaharian ng Diyos, no one can be part of the kingdom of God. There's got to be a conscious submission of yourself to Jesus and acknowledging Him truly as King. Not only in words, but by deeds. So if you do not have Jesus in your heart, my friend, you have no part in this kingdom at all. You may be able to recite the Apostles' Creed, and that is good, by the way. Memoriado mo ba ang Apostles' Creed? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into the dead, but on the third day he rose again. He ascended into the heavens, and now is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. Do you still memorize this? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I charge you, Lighthouse family, magandang New Year's resolution. You have to commit this to memory kung nakakalimutan mo na and teach this to your children. But let me also make this warning. It is not enough that we can recite all the fine doctrines of our faith. We've got to understand that there is a kingdom that is spiritual in nature. It is invisible. It is unseen. It is residing in the hearts of the true believers of Jesus. And the true believers of the Lord have this humble acknowledgement that all of life can never be contained in what we see, in what we touch, in what we smell, in what we taste, in what we hear. The kingdom of God is transcendent of the human senses of man. But this spiritual kingdom of God contains the answers to the most perplexing problems of man. Questions like, where did I come from? Where am I going after death? What is my purpose for this life in this planet Earth? This kingdom satisfies, this kingdom alone satisfies the deepest longings of the human spirit. So, from the existential questions 
to the teleological questions, to the eschatological questions, to the theological questions. It is the kingdom of God that bears the answers to those who are seeking God with all their heart, soul, and strength. And so our parable explains unto us, or Jesus explains the parable unto us. He says that there are always four responses. There are always four kinds of hearers to this gospel of the kingdom. Hearer number one is the kind of person, he says. Matthew 13, verse 19. He's the kind of person, Jesus would say, that when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. In the parallel gospel in Luke chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus explains, those along the path are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. That's the first kind of hearer. I call this the pathway hearers. Sa picture pa lang, sa mukha pa lang ng nasa picture na yan, ang kanyang puso ay matigas, ang kanyang puso ay bato. Apparently in Jesus' time, people were ever hearing, but they were never perceiving. They have heard the greatest preacher of all. And yet, the very ones that always followed the footsteps of Jesus I believe they were also the first ones to have shouted, crucify Jesus, when push came to a shove. They don't understand the message. And therefore, the gospel declares, the evil one comes and snatches whatever it is that has been sown into their hearts. They don't have understanding. And Luke chapter 8 says, the devil comes so that they may not believe. There is a deep spiritual aspect to this. Bakit hindi nila naiintindihan ang kanilang narinig? Because we have an adversary whose sole purpose in life is to pervert, to blind, to corrupt the minds of people, to prevent people from otherwise beholding the truth of the gospel. Because in so doing, when you know the truth, you shall be set free. But many people's hearts are like pathway hearts. They're hard. They're difficult. They reject altogether whatever it is that God is wanting them to realize. They, they are hard set on their ways. They are unwilling to change. Sabi ng isang teacher, okay, Pedro, stand up. Use the word deposit in a sentence. And Pedro says, oh, easy, man. Deposit in the kitchen is leaking. Oh, no. Sabi ng teacher, no, 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 no. You got it wrong. Let me explain, okay? So you have another chance. Deposit, bank. You know the, you see the relationship? Deposit, bank. And Pedro says, okay, mom, I got it. The teacher says, okay, I'll give you another chance. Use deposit in a sentence. And Pedro says, deposit in the bank is leaking. <laughs> Tumawa ka naman kahit nasa bahay ka. Kahit hindi ko naririnig ang halakak mo. May nagsabi, Pastor, hindi ka na nagja-joke sa sermons mo. <laughs> but people who are hard of hearts, they insist on their ways. They are unwilling to change. And therefore, that heart becomes a foothold of Satan. That's why... 1 Corinthians would say in verse 14, 1 Corinthians 2, 14, it says, The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. Totoo yan, mga kapatid. Ang hindi nakakaintindi at walang salita ng Diyos sa kanyang puso, can never discern what we guys are talking about right now. God becoming man? Oh, come on. That's a myth. 
Marami ng Greek mythology, Roman mythology that talks about the gods and the goddesses assuming human forms. And so, incarnation, it's not original to Christians. God dying? Oh no, I'm out of here. Jojo, they would tell me. Coming back to life? Oh, come on. That's the stuff of legend, but it's nothing but a fairy tale. Tithing my money to the church, my hard-earned money, ibibigay ko lang sa simbahan, no way, Jose. Spending my money to send a missionary to go to another country, ano, babayaran ko ang bakasyon niya sa, sa ibang bansa? Come on, niloloko lang kayo ng mga taong to. These are spiritually discerned messages. And for people that are not of the Lord, whose word, whose hearts have been savaged, corrupted by Satan, these spiritual things do not make sense at all. They are antagonistic to the very concept of God's presence in their lives. And I'm sure you have met one or two of them. And that's why when I was listening to this former NPA commander who surrendered to the authorities, and he was now being grilled by the Senate. One senator asked this former NPA cadre, so totoo bang walang Diyos na pinapaniwalaan ang mga New People's Army? And this guy explained it in a very classic Marxist way. He says, I don't call it talagang atheism, but we have submitted to what we call dialectical materialism, one of the key thesis statements of Karl Marx dialectical materialism that everything in life should be explained in the material sense in the physical sense and because God cannot be explained materially you cannot prove it physically so they say therefore God is not a subject that we discuss in the communist party now, that's a nice way of saying that they have embraced atheism altogether I came across this story about Alex Krob. Alex Krob is one of the finest uh, violinists in the world of music. And he has this quote. He says, when people tell me God has blessed you with the gift of music, he says, you're right, I get offended. I did not practice many hours every day for 18 years just to have my success attributed to a myth. That's how people perceive God. The hard hearts perceive God as a myth. That's why, my friends, pathway healers are the hard hearts in our midst. They find the gospel repugnant. They find the gospel repulsive. But if you search deeper, if you try to understand them deeper, it's really because whatever spiritual thoughts that might come to their minds, first they approach it from a very humanistic, very liberal, very atheistic heart. And number two, even as they ponder on these things on their own, they easily just shove those thoughts away because they know thinking about God and mortality and eternity will just make them think even more, will make them evaluate themselves even more, and yes, it will challenge them to change their lives. But they have given over their lives and their hearts to sin, to the depravity of their souls. And therefore, choosing to be hard of heart seems to be more convenient for them. That's hearer number one. Jesus now explains hearer number two. Matthew 13, verse 20. The one who received the seed that fell on a rocky places is the man who hears the word at once, receives it with joy. But since he has no root, he lasts only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he quickly falls away. Now in the parallel gospel, Luke 8, 13, Jesus says, they believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. I call this the rocky place, hearers. Naranig din nila ang salita ng Diyos. But their hearts 
are rocky, as you now see in the picture. The difference between this one and the former one we were talking about is this. This rocky place hearer receives the word with joy. Ay talaga napahalleluya yun, napatalon, napaiyak. Nag-share ka agad sa mga kamag-anak sa kanilang emotional, euphoric encounter with the Lord. But sadly though, just like in any euphoria or mania, it only lasts for a very short time. And soon enough, the person finds himself or herself sliding back to his old ways. And the Lord doesn't mince words in this. The Lord says, it's because they are shallow. It's because they have no roots. Their heart only responded to the feel-good aspect of the word that he heard. And that's why prosperity gospel is very much attractive. Sino ba naman ang ayaw umaman kagat? Sino ba naman ang ayaw gumandang pangangatawan? Sino ba naman ang ayaw na pagbinigkas mo mangyayari kagad sa'yo? Right? So they, they embrace this kind of false gospel hook, line, and sinker. And naman si Jesus. Meron din naman prayer. And so they believe it with all their hearts. And so what happens? When persecutions heighten, when criticisms come, because they have no roots, they quickly fall away. When their friends start excluding them. Why? Kasi naging Christian ka, corny ka na, ayon na namin sa'yo. And their reason, following Jesus is not worth losing my lifetime bricadas. And so they walk away from Jesus and they choose their good old ways. These are the rocky place hearers. And many people give up altogether when the going gets tough, when the pressure mounts. I was watching this and tawag dyan, Pinoy Henyo. Itbulaga ba yun? Yung merong word dito, right? Tapos merong kaka-partner. You'll be the one to ask and by his answer, oo, tsaka hindi lang, you'll try to guess what is the word in your forehead. And the word at the time was kutsilyo. Knife. Kutsilyo. Sabi ng kanyang, sabi ng nanggigess, tao ba to? Hindi! Uh, lugar ba to? Hindi. Bagay? Oo, oh, oh, oh. Okay. Uh, nasa bahay? Yes, yes. Um, nasa, nasa bedroom? Hindi. Nasa salas? Hindi. Nasa kusina? Yes, yes, yes. Um, nasa kusina? Okay. Um, ginagamit pang sandok? Hindi, hindi. Uh, matalim ba to? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, panghiwa ng, ng, ano, ng onions? Yes, yes. Uh, pas. Sayang, no? Nandun na siya. But because the pressure was so hard, the pressure was on him, uh, many people would pass on the Lord. When they now feel the, the sting of rejection, the sting of being pushed aside or hindi ka na included sa dati mong ka group chat, sa dati mong barkada na naga out of town every so often. And that's why, my friends, as your pastors, we insist on discipleship. We insist on discipleship. We don't want you to just endure for a while. Where your faith is nothing but a temporary, temporary profession. But will soon pass with time. Because we are telling you, tribulations, persecutions, challenges, oppositions, criticisms will come. I pray that you will have the rootedness to weather all of this. John chapter 2, verse 23, speaks of the shallow hearts of people. It says that now, while Jesus was in Jerusalem in the Passover feast, many people saw the miraculous signs he was doing and believed in his name. But Jesus would not entrust himself to them for he knew all men. Alam ni Lord, ang tunay na estado ng puso ng maraming tao. Alam niya, itong mga taong tong nag, naglagay ng mga palm leaves during the Palm Sunday would be the same persons that will crucify him in the coming Friday. Will you survive 
the times of persecutions? Will you survive these times, my friend, when there is now a drawing of line between the ones that are truly faithful and the ones that are just faking it? May we never be just like that man who built his house upon the sand. That when the rains came down and the floods came up and the wind started to batter on that house, the house upon the sand came crashing down and great was its downfall. I pray that we'll be able to commit to the Lord whatever it is that we need to let go of. I remember in one of my readings, St. Augustine, I was just reading the confessions of St. Augustine of Hippo. He has a funny line there that when he was still very much reprobate, when St. Augustine was still very much so far away from God, he had this prayer. Sabi niya, Oh Lord, help me to be pure, but not yet. Yung nag enjoy pa sa kasalanan, next week na lang, next year na lang, pero wag muna ngayon. My friends, rocky place hearers are the shallow hearts. Let me ask you, how's your heart today? Let me go to hearer number three. In Matthew 13, verse 22, Jesus explains, the one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word. But the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. Now Luke 8, verse 14, adds another dimension. Same gospel. Jesus would say, they are choked by life's worries, riches, but he adds, and pleasures, and they do not mature. I call these hearers the thorny soil hearers. Again, this man hears the word, but the word has been ineffectual in his life. Not because the word of God has lost its potency, but because there is no life in the soil. It has been choked, and therefore the Word of God has been rendered unfruitful. And based on what we just read, three choke points, or great chokers, as I would say, that would render the Word of God ineffectual. Number one is worries of life. And maybe I'm talking to some people here today. Kung amin lang tayo kay Lord, we are people that are just so predisposed to worries. Aren't we? How we glory or we just allow our minds to wander off in those countless sleepless nights, wrinkle-full days, worrying about so many things from money to life to health worrying about our children. It's understandable if you'll see this amongst heathens, people that don't have the spiritual framework. But we have lived long enough to realize even the most, even the stoutest of saints given to these thorny hearts every so often. Is God merely a theory for us? Or in the words of that violinist, is he just a myth? Is he just, is he just real when we are emotionally stirred by some charismatic preacher but conveniently forgotten when worries come? Magkakapera pa kaya ako next month, next week, next year, this decade? Paano na lang pag magre-retire na kami? Will we have enough money in the bank? And the list goes on and on and on. How about my relationships? Sa mga single, magkakaasawa pa kaya ako? Sa mga may asawa, bakit naman ito ang napangasawa ko? Worries upon worries. Nasaan na kaya ang aking anak, yung teenager ko? Sino kaya ang kasama niya ngayong gabi? From global warming, to economy, to fuel prices, to what's happening right now in America, to COVID, to vaccination, all of these just add up to the many worries that just feed our minds endlessly. And because of this, we get choked out. The Word of God gets choked out. And that's why Jesus would say in Matthew chapter 6, do not worry. 
by saying, what shall we eat? What shall we wear? What shall we drink? Jesus would say, the pagans run after all of these. But you have a heavenly father that knows everything that you need. Why don't you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and believe that all the other things shall be added unto you? Worries are great chokers of the seed that is the word of God. Another choker is the deceitfulness of wealth. That's a yung pagkakandara pa na magkapera, yumaman, makalamang sa buhay neto. People get deceived. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 9 would say that people who want to get rich fall into temptations and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all evil, that word would say. I pray, my friends, that we don't allow these chokers to take roots in our lives. Another choker is the enjoyment of pleasure or hedonism. Luke chapter 8 would allude to that, that they are choked by the pleasures of life. From the high that drugs give, the mind-altering drugs, the high that it gives people to addiction to alcohol, to nicotine. What do you young people call it? Wal-wal party. Hindi na sapat ang mag-party lang. Hindi sapat ang mag-cheers ng isang shot just to enliven the occasion. Pero kalangan kung iinom, lasing. Kung lasing, hindi lang pwedeng lasing. Dapat gumagapang sa kalasingan. Hindi pwedeng two hours to party. Kailangan pamorningan. Inaabot ng seven o'clock in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning na walang mga tulog. This enslavement to pleasure even our enslavement to the dopamine that is being induced by our social media addiction. My Rafa was just talking about this Netflix series, The Social Dilemma. How the social media marketers so understood and so understand how the human psyche works. That whenever you post something in Facebook or in Twitter or in Instagram or whatever social media platform you use, you wait for the thing, for that like, for the share. Ilan ang viewers, ilan ang nag-like. That many people, every time they post something, every 10 seconds, they would look, oh, ilan ang like, ilan ang like. It becomes addictive to people because it induces dopamine in your soul. And dopamine is a hormone that gets you hooked to addictions to sex. And that's why adultery and fornication and pornography are just as rampant or maybe as simple as being so addicted to our over voracious appetites our insatiable palates and that's why i've been interviewing some of the churchmates oh, ang fasting ninyo? and uh, with an easy laughter they would say oh pastor this struggle is real isang meal ang hindi kainin talaga sabi nagrerevolusyon na ang aking bituka sa gutom that's why Philippians chapter 3 would say that their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach and their glory is in their shame. My friends, thorny soil heaters are the choked hearts. But thankfully, that Jesus explains the fourth kind of hearer. He says in Matthew 13, verse 23, But the one who received the seed that fell on good soil is the man who hears the word and understands it. He produces a crop yielding 160, 30 times what was sown. Parallel gospel, Luke 8, verse 15, The seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word Retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. So iba-ibang aspeto ang pinapakita sa atin ng Panginoon. You not only understand the word, you not only hear the word, but you retain the word. And when the struggles come, when you say, yes, the struggle is real, when the temptations come, 
when the temptations for shallowness come, you persevere in it until it produces a crop, until you root deep into the soil of faith, that though the storms may batter you, that though the winds may come and the rains may pelt over you and the, and the floods may come rising, you'll be like a man, that man that built his house upon the rock. And come the storms of life, the house upon the rock stood still. To these people, the Lord says, those who have ears, let them hear. That's why in 1 Timothy 6, verse 11, the Lord would say, the Lord would say, but you, man of God, flee from all of this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, gentleness. You fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you make your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Paul would allude to the picture of spiritual battle, of warfare. It's not going to be easy, so you give it a good fight. But in all of this, as you have now taken hold of the eternal life, let the endurance of the saints, let the godliness of the saints, let the gentleness of the disciples of the Lord be seen in everything that you do. My friends, good soil hearers are the persevering, productive hearts. We need to persevere. Because as we sow the seeds, as we share the word of God, the temptation will also be real. May nangyayari ba sa aking ginagawang ministry? Let me speak to my fellow pastors that are watching right now, maybe from Lighthouse or from other churches. Because that's our constant struggle. And dami ko nang shiniran. And dami ko nang binahaginan. Meron ba talagang nangyayari? Many pastors fall into depression. Many pastors fall into discouragement because they just feel that the years that they have spent studying, burning the midnight oil just to preach faithfully the Word of God. And yet, sometimes they don't see much among the people that they are ministering to. Kaya minsan, kung aamin tayo mga kapapastor, meron tayong favoritism sa ating utak. Meron tayong tinitingnan, meron tayong tinititigan. Pag medyo sanggano ang, ang itsura, pag medyo masungit tingnan, ay, wag mo nang sharean yan. Biyahing impyerno na talaga yan. Pero pag matino, pag malinis ang mukha, mukhang disente, mukhang yayamanin, yan, sharean mo yan. Mukhang magiging partner mo sa ministry. But many times, we have been proven wrong, right? Not that I have anything against good-looking people. But sometimes, or many times, we have been proven wrong. How those that look and doesn't, they don't fit the mold of being, quote-unquote, a good convert. Pero nung shenaran mo, matabang lupa pala ang puso. That though they were in the waywardness of their lives, napakalain nila kay Lord. I remembered one marketplace ministry that I was having. And this man, for all the three days that I was with their company, wouldn't even look at my eyes. He would just fold his elbows like this, his hands like this, and he wouldn't even smile at me. Until the seminar ended, even when I offered prayer of salvation, even as I laid hands on people, he just purposely walked away from me. He just didn't want me to be there. So I thought, this must be the hard heart that Matthew 13 was talking about. But man, I had a surprise of my life. One year later, when I went back to their city, he came to the same seminar that he finished a year ago. But this time, he gave me a hug. And he said, Pastor Joel, let me tell you my testimony. After that seminar, the Lord just gripped my heart that on that Sunday after that seminar, I looked for a church, and the Lord led me to one. Today, one year after, I am now a lay pastor in the church. I have enrolled in a seminary nearby. I would like to serve God for the rest of my life. So that gives us hope, mga kapatid. Do you see people with hard hearts? Pray for them. Cover them in intercession. Fast for them. That the Lord 
will set them free. That they will realize how loved they are. That they will realize they are not too far away from the reach of the Spirit. But I also have had experiences of people who I thought were intellectuals. Ah, pwede. Alam mo naman ang Pilipino minsan, pag magaling mag-ingles, oy, pagpastorin na natin to, magaling mag-ingles eh. But I have had the unpleasant experience of ministering to some people like that. But then after 15 years, the same pa rin ang attitude sa buhay. I still continue to pray for them. I cast no judgment. But if you are that kind of person that you have seen yourself not bearing fruit in all these years that you've been a Christian, maybe the shallowness of your heart has had the better of you. Decide to grow deep in the Lord. Allow the Holy Spirit to break you. Allow yourself to be discipled by your church. Or maybe you've always been wanting to follow God, but you know that you have been choked by the many cares of this life. Revisit, renew your priorities in life. What is it that really matters to you? Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. But let me encourage you, for those of you who can humbly say before the Lord, thank you, Lord, for the fruitfulness that you have marked my steps with in all these years of walking with you. I can only encourage you, pray for consistency. Continue in that passion to serve the Lord. Honor God with your everything. Allow your hearts to remain pliant, moldable, soft before God. If you can see that cross over there, Hide yourself at all times in the power of the cross. Never allow pride to kick in and settle in your spirits. Do not allow, do not allow hubris, Luciferian confidence to settle in your hearts. Because God will oppose the proud, but he will always lift up those that are humble in their spirits. My friends, where are you today? How's your heart today, my friend? What kind of hearer are you? Let me give you one practical suggestion. Is that okay? We are now making these available in the church. This is a journal. We call it Daily Word. I have required my fellow pastors and elders and ministry heads to be consistent in their Daily Word devotion. Inside this, you can have your name, and as you can see, my writings over here. I will not show you my devotions. This is between me and God. But you'll see, it will ask you, letter W, the word of the day. Out of the suggested readings, it will ask you, ano ang sinasabi ng banal na spirito sa It will ask you about your observations. What do you notice about the writer of that certain part of the scriptures? It will ask for your reflections. What is God telling you? And then it asks you to drop a prayer. W-O-R-D. Simple format. Word. I pray that as you revive, as you revisit, as you restore the discipline of journaling, the discipline of recording the thoughts that the Holy Spirit implants in you, that your heart will be like that of the good soil, that every nugget of truth, every mustard seed of faith that the Holy Spirit deposits in your heart will truly find something in the soil of your heart, something so fertile, that as the Holy Spirit continues to shower it, as you continue to be discipled, as you continue to nurture that faith that is found, that is now birthed in you, as you fight the good fight of faith, as you come under the shadow of the cross of Jesus. You truly be a good soil that will produce 30, 60, 100-fold of what was sown into your life. 
to that person, Jesus says, to your heart, I will reveal the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. Speaking about the kingdom of heaven, I have asked Pastor Rio and Brother Rome and Chef Ren to render us this beautiful music, this beautiful song. A song that says, because the kingdom of God will know no end. Let's worship the Lord and I'll be back to close us in prayer.